Unbelievable. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Wait, wait. Who wants to? Who wants to die tonight? <laughs> Dude, you can't. No, 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 man. Oh, oh. I like how something goes wait. wrong, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you guys because something went wrong on my end." Yeah, I fucked up. I'm gonna kill you guys. I fucked up, so now you're I can't, fucked. I can't. I can't wait until you and Jeremy have fucking dogs, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, it fucks up your plans. And hey, look at that, six thirty-one, right on the dot. A dog, damn near right on the dot. Six thirty-one. I'm on. Dog won't fuck. We were supposed to start at six thirty. Yeah. So you're late. I always assume that we're in f- at least fifteen minutes. Wait, prior. You know what? I'm getting tired of this because we say fifteen minutes prior, and guess what? Some people, like Jeremy, don't show up until right on time, and then he's dicking around with his fucking shit. Oh, the king here. The king wants to be admitted. Look at that. Hmm. Fucking tired of this shit, man. Fucking so tired of it. Eric, why the fuck are you yelling at us when you fucked up? Eric. I really don't hard, get it. I don't understand he, why I don't get it. yelling he at us. He just goes, oh, oh hey. my dog. Oh, my dog. Wait till you guys get dogs. And he's yelling at us. Hey, hey the guy that wasted like 10 or 15 minutes the last time we got on this goddamn zoom call i still got a piss before we start recording what are you talking about the person so that wasted the last 20 minutes this, eric this is now the time is now you fucked up own up to it quit being a bitch 632 two minutes behind quit i'm fucking ready to go bitch. after i take a piss no, i'm ready to go after i have to take a piss after I'm you didn't admit us all in we were all here like five bitch. minutes ago you know what fuck all okay. y'all Go on. You can wait for another five right, minutes. Get it started three minutes. Yeah, I'm just going to start. <laughs> I can't tell where he is because now his camera's off. <laughs> what are we doing? Hey, let's go back to NHL. Yeah, I just beat Jeremy in NHL. Well, Golden Knight action. Sweet Sally Snipes, boys. Woo! We were slinging the old ice biscuit, Jay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's your guys' fault that I'm sober right now. (laughs) Dude, I blame my drinking on you. I don't get it. You see Eric like T-bone someone. He's like, why the fuck didn't you let me run that red light? You stupid bitch. (laughs) God damn it. It's just so hard. It's so difficult with him. It doesn't have to be. Are we starting or I I don't know what's going on. Like, look, listen, I, I don't know what he's doing. I got shit to do. Can we go? Look. I know all yeah, of these, gonna... you know, don't have the luxury of uh, fucking doing nothing all day, uh, like Eric. Yeah, but... I got a job I got to get to. Like, yeah, Jesus. Like, sorry, it's so fucking difficult. Jesus Christ. 
This week's podcast is brought to you by Ron Matusalen. Ron Matusalen, what Eric's this doing right now. This podcast is brought to you by Katie letting people into the house uh, for no reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The ADT guy's here, and I'm just like, well, we have Simply Safe, so don't know what you're doing. All right, ready? All right, here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This is the Betting Lounge. We're joined by our usual... I'm the host, by the way. I'm, I'm thrown off. I'm thrown you, off. I'm just going to say it. I'm thrown off by this whole yeah. thing. This is how we're starting it, because we might as well. It's been a shit show since the beginning. We have our usual... I'm the host, Tyler Flesh, joined by the degenerates, Jay, Jeremy, and Eric. Do you think Eric has syphilis? Do you think that's what's wrong with his brain? <laughs> <laughs> There's probably many things wrong with my brain. And he's back. He is no longer holding the show hostage. Everyone, Eric is back. What, what was the excuse with the dog? Yeah, what happened? Did she bite somebody? Shocker. What was, what was the excuse with the dog? No, I took the dog to the park to run her ass off because she's a high energy dog and I want her to get her fucking goddamn energy out so there she doesn't ruin. Weird. We the have podcast. a timeline. We have a timeline of when we're doing this. That was oh, a give me a fucking give me a fucking goddamn break. You were on when I when that. I schedule this fucking goddamn Zoom call to start 15 minutes before you guys want to record, and and you were late you to it. Fuckers don't show up on time. So you don't you were, get me started. We showed up on time. We were locked out in a waiting room. Oh, well, good for you for the good for you for the first time in ever that you showed up on time, Jay. Jay's the only motherfucker that actually shows up on time, ready to go. And I got in Thank before you, Jay. Jay. And I got How in before Jay. Yeah, well, you know, How you set the expectations. Know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. You set the expectations. Guitar. When I saw Jay on my at the dog park, when I saw my phone, like, Jay is in the party. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, I need to get back because hey at least someone's getting on now. We, we have to do a podcast in 30 minutes. I'm going to go take my dog to the park. <laughs> I don't get it, dude. Well, you know, have a high-energy dog like I do, and then you'll get it. All right. Well, I, let's I try get... to give her exercise so that she doesn't ruin the goddamn podcast. And I, I feel like that's what we're doing right now is ruining the podcast. Well, no, no, no. Part of the podcast. Uh, I'm sorry. What was that, Jeremy? I would rather her bark during the podcast than have this production every single week. And people are waiting in the waiting room. And I, I, Felicia, I think we should need to restart the whole fucking show. Like. No, it's it's going now. I don't got time to restart the whole show. No, we ain't restarting. Just deal with it, Jeremy. All right, let's go, Eric. Let's go over the standings for last week. And well, where we're at all together for the season. Season two is underway, and we are in full effect. So the standings for last week, uh, you know, everyone saw it on the Instagram. Uh, kind of funny. 
pretty much everyone ended up 50-50 except for Jeremy. So for season two, three weeks in, Jay is still in first at a 57% win percentage. Flesh, you're in second with a 34% win percentage. I am in third with a 44% win percentage. And Jeremy is still in last with a 41% win percentage. Wait, what am I saying is that I'm first three weeks in a row, right? Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Wait, what am I at? I thought you said 34, and then you guys said 40. I don't get that. Jesus. No, Christ. you're 30. Shocker. Eric's 34%. Fucking 34%. How am, I, how am I second at 34%? That means he's in last, dummy. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> fucking hell, dude. Oh, I'm so mad right now. Well, get mad. Get mad. You know what? I pulled up the Excel oh, spreadsheet. I didn't pull up the fucking cards that I made. Uh, you want to take that over? Do it. <laughs> we've tried we've tried yeah with little success so you know <laughs> what is happening oh, oh boy jeremy you can't even get your own fucking goddamn card right hey hold you can't on even guys get your own fucking goddamn card right man I'd, I'd like to take a minute to just remind our listeners to like and subscribe <laughs> <laughs> dude we had a guest this episode and he's gonna listen back and be like what the fuck i was know I I hate this. <clears throat> All right. Bad. We're just we're, Jay is still the in win first. percentages will be posted on our social media. Check out Instagram, Betting with the Boys. Let's get into it, boys. Uh we UFC fights are this weekend. Connor McGregor's up and everything like that. Uh Con- <laughs> Connor McGregor's actually fighting, and Jay actually brought in his brother in law, Juan, who man, did he bring some good stuff to the table uh we had to pre-record this interview to make it to make it work for one so we're gonna get into that so we're gonna play that interview right now all right now we're joined by juan he is going to be our ufc correspondent he is also jay's brother-in-law so juan welcome man thank you so much man appreciate it i'm not sure if i've got two Different videos in one second. Oh, you're all good. Perfect. So, brought you in to break down Dustin McGregor, all that. I'm not. I used to follow UFC, man, and then I kind of, uh, kind of got out of it a little bit. So, basically, how, how do you see this fight before we talk odds and stuff like that? You know, man, this fight is uh, six years in the making. Um, they fought six years ago. Uh, it was a complete demolishing by Conor McGregor, uh, clipped him right behind the ear, a couple more shots on the ground. And it was all she wrote, man. Um, big, big emotions in this fight. Uh, you know, Dustin had already had a pretty solid career in WEC before coming over to the UFC. And he kind of was pissed off at Conor McGregor getting all this attention and, you know, just being a, a rocket ship going up in popularity and, you know, he thought he was all hype and Conor McGregor came fast. He came quick. He came accurate. And uh, that's all she wrote, man. Uh, Dustin, unfortunately, w- was in a position where he um, couldn't get a shot off. And 
Conor McGregor literally made him do whatever he wanted. He threw him. He threw a, a spinning a spinning high kick, made him go one way. Threw a threw a spinning kick the other way, made him go to the position he wanted, and then it was it set up the left hand perfectly right down the pipe. So, um, if if uh, if history repeats itself, it's going to be a fast start for Conor McGregor once again. And Dustin Poirier, even though I like him and he's one of the best 155ers out there, and he used to be one of the best 145ers out there, he has a lot of difficulty fighting pressure guys and fighting on his heels. And I think it could be another short night for him. Damn. Wow. I just don't like this. Yeah, I just don't like this matchup for him. Um, I know he wants it because he wants it for his legacy. And I just don't know how many more fights Dustin Poirier has him. Um, He's had a great career. Um, Unfortunately, fought the monster that is Khabib Nurmagomedov a couple fights ago. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize he actually had major hip surgery right before his last fight against Dan Hooker. Five war uh, uh, round war. I mean, they went toe to toe and were both bloody at the end. And that fight could have gone to either either way. And you know, when you really think about in ring in octagon age, uh, Conor McGregor's pretty fresh, man. I mean, he really hasn't had uh, a, a ton of fights. He's had two losses that have come through through uh, through submissions, but he's never gotten knocked down. So the chin is definitely a question for Dustin Poirier at this point. So, Juan, it's interesting that you bring that up because, uh, you know, you start talking about uh, Poirier's history, right, and how he's grown. Do you think that you would consider that a factor, you know, going into this fight, you know, you know, nobody wants to see the same old, same old, right? But, I mean, how much does that weigh? Like, how much value do you think that has, that experience? Do you think that, you know, we could see him prolong the fight? We could see, you know, the fight going the distance? You know, how do you feel? Because, I mean... All this experience, you have to say to yourself, like, hey, you know, he knows what he what he what he went up against. And he's been preparing for this for a long time. It's been stewing in him. And I mean, you know, everybody I mean, everybody wants revenge, especially in the fight game. I mean, it's 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 not a it's not something that goes over well, you know, a loss. And uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know what you think about about maybe his growth and uh, see where he stands now. And that's the one thing I will say about that, Jay, because I think you bring up a good point. Um, you you surround yourself with the best type of of, of training partners and, and coaches. And uh, Dustin Poirier has done nothing but the best in terms of that. I mean, the guy was fighting in Lafayette, Louisiana um, since he was 15 years old and then eventually ends up at American Top Team, which is American Top Team is, you know, metal, you know, metal sharpens metal. I mean, this is one of the biggest fight camps in all of MMA. Um, and he's been training under Jorge Masvidal for the last eight years. Um, his longtime coach, Matt Brown, has definitely made him a less emotional fighter and a more cerebral fighter. Um, I just don't like the style for him. And that's why, you know, unfortunately, um, even though I love me some D- Dustin Poirier, I'm just, I, I can't see the fight going his way at this point. Um, if you're going to bet it, you bet it Conor McGregor and you bet it early. Early. I was going to ask you about that. So I don't know if you saw this quote, but Conor McGregor said he's even a great fighter, but great is still levels below me. I'll knock him out in 60 seconds. Look, man, I mean, at this point, he's only gotten one fight wrong, and that's that's uh, when Conor McGregor fought Khabib Nurmagomedov. Um, there was a lot of questions on that fight, whether he was taking it seriously or not. Um, and the last time that Conor McGregor was – 
speaking complimentary of someone that was Donald Cerrone in last January. And he mm, beat yeah. the brakes off of him in under 60 seconds. I mean, a focus Conor McGregor is a very scary character. Um, and, and, and usually you don't see this, you know, usually you see the antics, you know, the, the, the world tour with, uh, Jose Aldo. Um, and he starts that guy in it with a one left hook, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I think, I think he's, I think he's saying these things and he's always a measured person because he's a celebrity first and foremost, and he's a prize fighter. And he's saying these things because he's trying to get back into the graces of the MMA fans. Right. Um, if he came in here after 12 months since fighting Donald Cerrone, and then a couple years after fighting uh, Floyd Mayweather, he, he can't have that same angle. Right. He's got to come in respectful. And honestly, he's been out of the game for a while and he's had a couple kids and everything. So that changes you. But a, a, a focus Conor McGregor and not with, you know, escaping all the other bullshit that comes along with having to say the next soundbite is a scary individual. You, you got to give him that. I was going to ask too, Conor's last fight was an old guy and he knocked him out in a bar. So <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Hey, he's undefeated in the bar. Let's put it that yeah, way. He's undefeated in the bar against like 70 year olds. <laughs> But with that being said, do you see any way that ring rust will play a factor in this fight at all for McGregor? You know, that was that was a question I had against the the Khabib fight. Um, he might have he might have gotten the only round that Khabib has ever lost in his career. And that's after two years after fighting Floyd Mayweather. Right. And we know what that fight was like. Um then he, he's off for another 18 months, comes back in January. And really there was that question of ring rust against the Donald Cerrone fight. And man, I mean, if, if there was one person that could say that ring rust doesn't exist, it's this guy, right? Um, right. He's just, he, there's, there's something to be said about great fighters, but that are great when the lights come on, when those big lights come on and you could just turn it on. I mean, he comes in and it looks like he has not, not a care in the world. And he just turns it on like that. He doesn't hesitate one bit and he is a straight mother effing assassin. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, don't get me wrong. Can, can Dustin Poirier catch him? Um, if he's going to catch him, he's going to catch him with a volume of punches. I don't feel that Dustin Poirier one has the speed to catch Conor McGregor. And I think that's the big one. You're going to see Conor McGregor be much, much faster than Dustin Poirier in this fight. Just like the first fight, he's just not going to be able to get there and let those punches and those kicks meet as quickly as Conor's going to meet uh, Dustin Poirier's chin. You know, that's a scary notion that you bring that up Juan, because um, when you say that, and I mean, when you, when you look at what has been said, you just know that he's going to come out of the gate. He's going to come out swinging. He's going to come out hard. And I can't help but think as a better, as a gambler, and, you know, for our listeners too, you know, in my mind, I start to say like, hey, uh, you know, finishing early, you know, let's, 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 let's look at those numbers. Let's look at that line and say to ourselves, like, I mean, we know that speed is an issue yeah. and that's what's going to happen right out of the gate, you know? So it, it's an interesting thing to, to consider when we're, when we're looking at the lines here. And, and, and the one thing I haven't mentioned either is Conor McGregor has zero concerns about getting taken down in this fight. And I think that's big that because is. yeah, if you, if, if you're, if all you're waiting for is that takedown, it changes your game up completely. This is going to be a kickboxing fight first oh, and foremost. Wow. Yeah. Well, 
I would like to talk about the lines here a little bit, Jay, because I think you're absolutely on to something here. Everything you said, everything Juan has said, the bookies are thinking too, guys. <laughs> Conor McGregor, knockout slash TKO first round is only plus 175. Plus 175 is still money on the table. I really like that. It, I feel it like still there's... is, but listen to how far it jumps round two. Round two, you're going the same thing, right? Knockout TKO plus 460. I love that bet. Which one? I love round two. Um, I'm, I'm, like I said, Monday morning quarterback. You, you know, you know, you, you look at the line. You say Conor McGregor, you know, beats the brakes off of him in, in under three minutes. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But I think the the money play here is the round two, the round two. But just based on value, um, you never know. He could he could try to catch Dustin later in the round. Could hurt him, and then maybe the the bell saves him. Gets back to the corner. And he's a diminished fighter, and then Connor closes the show. Um, but like I said, if if you want what I think is going to happen, uh, round one TKO or KO. But the money's there definitely with the jump to you know plus four sixty is that's a really good line. That's an interesting thing that you bring up because I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself like, hey, everyone is saying it, McGregor saying it. He's going to come out early. He's going to come out swinging hard. He wants to end it early. So then it turns into this. We have to ask ourselves as bettors, hey, are we betting on Poirier to survive the first round? Because Poirier knows <laughs> damn well that that is McGregor's game plan. So that's where the money is on the table, boys. Like we're betting on Poirier's ability to survive the first round. And then, I mean, well, well we all know, we all expect, right, something to happen, right? And that would be the, the, the McGregor win. But what we're really weighing out here is Poirier's ability to survive. And if we deem that worthy, we're looking at the second round plus 460 on the money line is, um, is uh, I'm sorry, plus 460 for the, for the second round TKO. It, that's crazy. That's crazy. That, that, I mean, those odds are ridiculous. They're savory boys. What do we think? I really like it. I like what you just said, but I also like the story that Juan just painted too. I think it, they kind of go really well together. Like uh, Dustin's just going to be surviving and then he's probably going to get fucked up like right before the end. And then it's just going to be a scramble for Conor McGregor just to knock him the fuck out the second round. I like that. Yep. Absolutely. I, 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 like I said, I like that bet guys, um, you know, speed kills. Um, now, just like Jay was saying, if you're betting on Poirier surviving the first round and getting into the second, um, man, if I would place a bet on toughness on anyone, it'd be Dustin Poirier. I mean, the, 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 man has, um, you know, guts, uh, guts on guts. And, uh, he's, he's such a, such a tough fighter. Um, I, I just think that it's either round one or round two for sure. I, I love that bet. I, 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 the only thing that I'm a little concerned about, and I'm going to be completely honest is what you were talking about earlier, Juan, where McGregor has called his shots and he's done it quite a bit. And if he's saying 60 seconds, I mean, we're looking at five minute rounds. So that's that, that's where I'm kind of leaning like, man, I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning with McGregor on the first round on this one. 
I get you, man. And I believe me, that's still money on the table. Just like Jay said, that is not a bad bet whatsoever. Uh, they call the man Mystic Mac for a reason. I mean, he was calling a shot. <laughs> I mean, look, guys, I mean, you know, when when fighters become great um, and this is no different in boxing or, or or kickboxing, you know, I'm really into glory kickboxing as well. But um, fighters, when they get to a certain level, they start almost becoming caricatures of themselves. Right. And you start hearing them say these things and you're like, there's no way. I mean, this guy literally called play by play how he was going to beat Jose Aldo. He said he was going to overcommit, uh, go off balance with the right hand. He was going to clip him with his left hand. I mean, he literally called the, the, the 13 second fight. That's three crazy. weeks before it happened. I mean, this is wild. That's wild. Not, How does anybody yeah. that? Other, other than you, you, you have to admit to yourself, like you know, all the antics, all the show, everything that 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 comes along with his image. You know, the the whiskey that he's selling now, all this stuff that that is yeah. a part of the McGregor image. Behind that, you have to say to yourself, like, this is a cerebral fighter. This is someone that is a student of the game, right? You know, this is someone that spends long hours, you know, dedicating themselves to game planning and uh, and finding the weaknesses in their opponents which is um also something that says hey you know we we like round two we like round two but you know conor mcgregor tko in round one is still plus 175 you know 50 units on that won't you know you <laughs> won't be mad on that you wouldn't be mad about that you know jay you're gonna uh, bankrupt our listeners you keep saying 50 <laughs> units that's 50 percent of your bankroll like that's a shitload of fucking money you're gonna be throwing around <laughs> Yeah, throw throw eighty units in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, eighty. Why not? We're already at fifty. <laughs> now, I think if you want, I think if you want the uh, the, the odds on favored on the money, and you, I mean honestly, plus one seventy five. You're like just like Jay said, you still have money on the table, right? So if you want the sure thing, definitely round one. I, I'm only bet. I'm only gonna bet round two based on value. You know what I mean? Um, and I'll- and that's you taking a flyer on it. You know. I I like that though, Juan. I'm gonna. I mean, I love the value. Like. Like you said, I mean, you're still, you know, you could also even hedge it too if you really want. I truly believe hedging's for gardeners, so I won't be doing that. But uh, I really that's like no the good, value. No, that's no glory, sir. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, scared well, money don't make money, boys. And and uh, just you know, just to just for the listeners, right now at at plus four sixty, if you put fifty on McGregor in the second round, that's two thirty, boys and girls. <laughs> 230. 230. This is this is an all-inclusive podcast. Everyone loves to gamble. I like hey, that. Hey, 230 for 50. I mean, you know, you know, you know, who hasn't lost $50 on this or that? You know, make a bad purchase <laughs> here and there. And I, you know, $50 comes and goes. It comes and goes. But right here, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it, there. It, the value is definitely there. Um, now that we've kind of broken down this fight, this is kind of just off, not off subject, but away from this fight. I, I, I have a couple more questions. One, I am very curious. Let's say, let's do a hypothetical here, right? Uh, Conor McGregor wins. To me, there's only one name I want to see him fight. Dana White won't let him fight. I want to know one. I want to know your thoughts. I want to see McGregor and Masvidal. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I love I love that fight, man. Um, no two no two better guys to go up against each other, especially with that those styles. Um, you know, 
Masvidal is probably the most underrated boxer in, in the UFC at this point. Um, the man is just, he, he's a menace, you know what I mean? And he's a really, really smart fighter, catches you in all sorts of angles. Um, and Conor McGregor is no different, right? So, um, although I'd like to see it, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, yeah, Masvidal has some unfinished business with uh, Colby Covington. Um, I think it's the... Uh, uh, the, uh, the AT, the, the battle of the ATT and former ATT members. Uh, so, um, they got some unfinished business. Um, I think the only people that, um, Dana White's going to allow to fight Conor McGregor is Khabib if he comes back and Conor does something spectacular or, um, a possible Nate Diaz trilogy. I I personally don't want to see the Nate Diaz trilogy. I would like to see Khabib. I know that they're throwing, from what I've heard is Dana White is in negotiations with Khabib and he's trying to throw a lot of money. And I know the backstory. Khabib lost his father, said he's never going to fight again. Do you see a way? Is, is, uh, they say every man has his price. Does Khabib have his price? I think, I think Khabib honestly wants to own part of the UFC. Really? Wow. Yeah, wow that's a bold statement. I think he, I think he wants, I think he wants a uh, minority share in the UFC and he's willing to, uh, to come back to get it. Um, I think he wants to get what Conor McGregor wanted and he, and was, wasn't able to get, of course, Conor, you know, got his own lane and, and got his, his, his cheddar. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think if, if Conor can do something great and, and the money's there and Khabib wants to do it, I, I think he was emotional on his decision when he retired and nobody saw it coming. Um, he might, he might be able to get his wish. Um, yeah, uh, the other, the only other one, and I'm just gonna throw this this out there uh, to you guys is the other thing that might bring Khabib back is George St. Pierre. I know George St. Pierre is, you know, kind of the the prior generation and everything, but he's been in the gym. They, there's there's all this flirting about him coming back, either for one fight or whatever. That's the fight George wants. George wants to fight Khabib because he wants to fight the best wrestler that's ever wrestled in the UFC against you know, one a, which is George St. Pierre. So, um, the negotiations have always gone back and forth, but that's the fight to make. If you can make it. Well, and that's crazy though, because I mean, I remember watching GSP fight BJ Penn with you like maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. I think we're at a gentleman's establishment. If I don't, if I recall. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Jay got very quiet. Yeah, that is true. Jay just started. <laughs> we got to start recording these and getting them out on video. <laughs> Jay just lush. <laughs> froze, man. Froze. Uh, I, you know, getting back to the GBSP thing, man. I, I don't, man. I'll watch it, but I really don't know if I want to see it. I get you. And I think, I think that's the, I think there's going to be a pretty big faction of people that are going to say, Hey, it just, it, it's too little too late for me at this point. And I get it. Um, but like I said, I think, I think the hardcores are definitely going to be on board um, just because they're it's still fresh in their mind. I mean, GSP has had one, two losses and he's avenged both losses. You know, he, he's in the goat conversation for sure. Um, right. And then you got a guy like Khabib that, has never lost a round. I mean, that's, that's amazing in itself. You know what I mean? So, um, I think you'll eventually see Khabib come back. I just don't know how long it'll take. I, here's the thing. If Khabib comes back, I mean, I know it's, 
it's probably going to be right, Khabib and McGregor. But there's also Tony Ferguson out there, and Tony Ferguson has wanted Khabib for a very long time. Does that ever happen? Man, I am uh, I am a huge fan of El Kukui, but uh, you know that th- those losses for him um, really hurt him. Right. Um, it took him it took him a twelve fight winning streak to, just to get into the position he had. Um, he literally you know, tripped over an audio video cord and, and, you know, one press conference and tore his MCL and his ACL. Right. And that just, you know, was disastrous. Right. So he lost that fight, um, against Dustin Gagey, um, then fight, then, then fought, uh, a a crazy Brazilian, you know, um, in, in, in the Bronx. Um, I think, I think Tony Ferguson, unfortunately is, um, is damaged goods at this point. Um, I hate to say it, but I just don't think you'll see the same, um, Tony Ferguson that you did before. Um, the durability is, uh, I think, I think a problem at this point. Too many shots. He just, it, it's too easy to hit him. So, um, yeah, it's, it's sad, but, uh, I, I don't think Tony Ferguson gets that shot again. Man, that kind of sucks, but it is what it is. I get it. It's a business. It's a fight game. Right. Uh, before we wrap this whole thing up, I, and you can be honest, I might be putting you on the spot here. But do you see any other fights on the undercard or maybe the prelims that stick out at all for this fight? Now, I know you maybe not have them in front of you, and I'm just out here taking advantage of all your UFC knowledge and just winging and being like, hey, what do you know? Like treating you like Google or something. But I was just curious. <laughs> we want to save every parlay. Yeah, um, you know, one fight that I was looking at was um, the ladies. Um, so you have, um, I believe it's, yeah, it's Joanne Calderwood and Jessica I. Um, Jessica I, one of, one of, unfortunately, her best claims to fame is getting completely slept by Valentina Shevchenko um, with a high kick. Um, and it was her first title fight ever. Um you just never know the, the, the fighter that you're going to get out of eye. Now the line's close. Um, but I think Joanne Calderwood will definitely get the job done there. Um, the other one that I like, and this is, you know, this is definitely more based on his career prior to the UFC because this is actually his first UFC fight, but, um, Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler, um, is another fight. Um, now Michael Chandler is only a plus one Oh eight. Um, Hooker's the favorite at minus one thirty-two. Um, I would I would bet Michael Chandler on that. Um, not a big underdog, but in a parlay situation, it could help. Um, I just think Michael Chandler has the wrestling pedigree. Um, very 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 good wrestler. Um, had a great career in Bellator, um, and then wanted to test the free market, uh, the free agency market, and ended up getting a deal with the UFC. He was actually the backup for Justin Gagey versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. And he was waiting in the wings. Um, he made weight. He was ready to go in case one of those guys couldn't fight. And, you know, you know how that goes. They fought their fight. He didn't get to fight, but he got this fight right after that. So um, I like Michael Chandler against Dan Hooker by decision. Oh, I like that, man. I might yeah, have, I I think like that. Nice. calling the shots. He's, he's just going to control the fight, man. A little sprinkle for the listeners, man. Hey, man. Action. You got you to leave him wanting more, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, well, Jay, you got any other questions before we get out of here and wrap this thing up? 
No, I mean, I, it, it was absolutely, you know, an experience, you know, uh, we're thankful to have you on, man. And just, you know, we're grateful for you sharing all your all your experience and all your knowledge in in this sport. And, uh, you know, we always want to give our listeners the the edge. Right. We want to give our listeners the the advantage of, you know, speaking to people that really understand the sport. And and we're all students of the game. Right. But uh, we want to take the safest bets. Right. You know, we want to make some money. And uh, that's what this is about. No, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, anytime you guys need to shoot the shit or just talk uh, betting or sports, um, I'm more than more than welcome to uh, you know break some bread with you guys and uh, sip on a cold one. Hey, man, Juan, it was a pleasure, dude. You have an absolute open invite anytime you want to come back on this show. I mean, I, I put you on the spot. I filibustered for a little bit, and then bam, you just hit us with more bets. I absolutely <laughs> loved it, dude. It was it was a it was fantastic, and uh, I I think our listeners are more um, have more information on definitely. But I definitely have more information. Like right now, while you were talking, I'm sitting here and looking at uh, Michael Chandler by points, and he's plus two sixty, and I'm already trying to lock this in. So I was fully engaged and ready to go, man. So th- thanks for uh, hanging in there with us, and like you said, shooting the shit. It was fun, man. Absolutely, fellas. Pleasure.